Welcome to Her Clarity, Her Success, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of high-performing women and the strategies that inspire and empower women to step out boldly in their brilliance. I'm your host, Victoria Baylor, and I'm a mindset and clarity coach who's passionate about helping entrepreneurial and professional women gain clarity and a strong mindset to increase their worth and net worth. Please be sure to share and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. We are in a new year. It's January 2022. And I'm Victoria Baylor, your host for Her Clarity, Her Success. I'm a mindset and clarity coach. And I am super excited to start this new year off on the right track, specifically with my one of my first first guests for the year. I had to stop and think. Um, I have the lovely Miss Carla Italiano, who is joining us in the Zoom studio. Carla, we're excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much, Victoria. I just love you so much and your content and you are brilliant. And I am so honored to be here with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Well, thank you so much, Carla, because I am probably one of your few, well, you probably have a lot, but I'm, you know, I've been stalking you for quite some time. (laughs) The admiration really is mutual. I do appreciate it. And thank you so much in advance for bringing your expertise here today. Um, So for those of you who have been following along with the podcast, you know, we like to deal with real life issues that women struggle through or have challenges with. The goal is getting unstuck, staying unstuck and moving toward your highest potential. So for this broadcast, I thought of, it's just been kind of on my mind for quite some time, why women don't really jump out very strongly in in business or their careers, what sometimes holds them back. And the topic of self-promotion kind of came out, you know, came up in a conversation with myself and a client and understand a lot of women struggle with that. So Carla is here today as our resident expert in that area to really help us navigate the challenges that kind of come along with self-promotion and um, the and what kind of holds women back. But before we get started on that, we want to take a little bit of time to get to know Carla a little bit better. So Carla, by all means, would you be so kind to introduce yourself to our guests? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Victoria. Uh, this is so great. And I actually started my career after college as an engineer. I was a corporate engineer and had a great job. I worked in Texas and had great visibility, international travel, really amazing. But I realized that I wanted more freedom. Didn't take me too long to realize that corporate world was not for me long term. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. I tried a couple different things. Um, Eventually, what I have now is a career in network marketing with a company that I was a product user for, the customer, for about six years before I decided to make it uh, my income. And, and now I do that, and, and I love it. I'm here in Savannah, Georgia, uh, same area as you. I'm a mom. I have three girls, including twins. Uh, they're, like, they're in middle school right now. Um, I'm married to an Italian. That's my last name is for real. And so his family is all in Italy. Uh, we love seeing them whenever we get a chance. And um, and yeah, that's that's my that's my journey. And I just have a passion for helping people live well, both in their health and their mindset and to continue to grow. Well, Carla, you do it extremely well and so well, because we definitely want to brag on you because we brought you here because of your brilliance to inspire all of us. But 
as I understand it within your company, you're pretty highly ranked or you definitely rose the ranks very quickly. Please elaborate. <laughs> we like to yes. celebrate success around here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've received a number of awards from my company. I'm so honored for that. It, it was not overnight. Like my start was really slow and rocky. I was very stuck. Like we talked about in the introduction, we're talking about overcoming that. And, um, you know, I jumped in with full on commitment when I made a decision, but um, it took a while. But then once I, I just over time was consistent, I learned the skills, many of what I'll share today, which are applicable to any business. And um, yeah, I've been recognized as a top eight globally for the year leader in action. I've been recognized as a six figure earner in my company. I've won numerous trips. I just got back from Mexico. Um, and so, I mean, it's just a reflection of, of not only what I've done personally, but especially in this business model, it's about the team. So I have a team who is very passionate about wellness and about their own personal development and growth. And it's just so rewarding to um, truly be impacting lives along the way. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I love, always love to hear a woman to be able to own what she's accomplished because there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. It's not, you know, we're on a perpetual, uh, what is it, a hamster wheel. It's that if you put in the right amount of work and you do the right types of thing and you leverage your brilliance, you can see results that are tangible. And you were evident of that. So obviously, sister, you were doing something right. <laughs> we appreciate that. And we are definitely talking about a topic that you are an expert in that is definitely in your wheelhouse, which is, I said self-promotion earlier, but we're going to just narrow it down to self-marketing. So before we jump right into that, I always like to start with a little icebreaker. Because you are, I'll just kind of call you Italian because you are married into, you know, that whole um, ethnicity I am curious, what is your favorite, because I imagine you would understand Italian food better than probably any of us. Um, what is your favorite Italian food and why? I love lasagna and not the ricotta, not the um, cottage cheese lasagna, but like the homemade bechamel sauce, homemade noodle lasagna. I remember on one of my first trips to Italy, I think during our engagement, my husband's aunt made this lasagna. It was homemade. The noodles were homemade. Everything was homemade. It was perfection. And in Italy, they don't use a whole lot of extra, extra seasonings or spices. They use just enough. It's the ingredients are so fresh and it's amazing. So there's nothing like fresh lasagna in Italy. So there's a whole different flavor. Now, is it less dense or does it feel like it's a lot heavier or what is it that makes it, or is it lighter filling? What makes it different than kind of the traditional Americanized lasagna? I'm just curious now, because I really, Italy's on my list of travels. No, I think it's <laughs> the ingredients and um, the freshness of the ingredients, the simplicity of it. And I don't know that it's, it's more or less dense, but it's just a, a different flavor when you really let the ingredients themselves shine. Yeah, without all the preservatives, but we won't, we won't even touch that topic. <laughs> Carla could tell us a thing about that, um, being that she's in the healthcare uh, industry a little bit there. Um, so we're going to actually jump in, almost drop the mic there, uh, into the topic at hand, which is self-marketing. And for those of you that, you know, obviously the, this podcast is really geared toward, you know, anyone that wants to listen, but we really focus on those amazing high achieving women that are trying to take, you know, more steps up the ladder to their success of their success and break through, you know, glass ceilings. So we all understand that self-marketing essentially is just the way in which you market yourself. You know, it's 
a lot, there's a lot of synonyms to describe it, personal branding, um, amongst others. So with this idea of self-marketing today, you know, we obviously know there's different avenues to market yourself. You can promote yourself, talk about yourself, promote your products. You can do all kinds of stuff. But today we're going to kind of poke at Carla and I have a few questions for her. First of all, I would, I'm curious, what is your definition for self-marketing and what do you consider to be uh, the epitome of successful self-marketing? That's a great question, Victoria. I think self-marketing is your personal willingness to get out there in your own personality, your own service, your own confidence, because no matter how good your product, your service is, it doesn't sell itself. And especially in my industry, the profession of network marketing, that is sometimes heard a lot like, oh, the product sells itself. Well, as I alluded to, I was a customer for six years before I self-promoted Right. And, and during those six years, other people were becoming millionaires and I wasn't. The product didn't sell itself until I was willing to step up, take the risks that come with promoting yourself and marketing yourself and, and step into that. No, and that's a really good point, because um, what I'm hearing you saying and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is that all products and services are things that we're leveraging. But really, the important component of self-marketing is the word in front of marketing, which is self. <laughs> so you have to be prepared and willing to develop that part of yourself, which is that self piece. I'm curious for you, what did that developmental process look like for you to get your self-marketing up to par to where you're reaching all of these goals and receiving all of these awards? That's a great question. You know, so much of it is mindset. And then of course, a big part is simply action and getting out there. So I think in the mindset, it's letting go of trying to control the response of everyone else. That holds back a lot of people worrying about what other people think or say, or what do they do? Or if I put myself out there, as we tend to say, what is their response going to be? And then we've created the story about what they're going to respond before they've actually done anything. And we allow that story to stop us from taking action. That was me. So I had to overcome that story and realize if I'm going to write a story about their response, why don't I write a positive one and expect them to respond openly and, and expect this, or even better yet, don't write a story, just take the action. So it was a mindset into the action of promoting myself. And it was more than just promoting my products, but it's, it's, it's promoting my story. And I think this is applicable to anyone self-promoting in any profession is that our self-promotion is simply telling our story and inviting our audience into it. And that story needs to include our struggles. It needs to include our vulnerability because that's what's going to connect with our audience. And so as I started to you know, self-promote, if you will, through this mindset, letting go of that expectation and trying to control the outcome that I couldn't control and just start to ask, just start to show up um, a lot, mostly on social media and share my story, including the hard parts and including my vision of where we're going. That idea of, of self-promotion, simply sharing your story, inviting people along um, is what I believe is a great formula for self-promotion. I love that. I mean, I think your words are super powerful because, um, you know, there's no greater connection than the human connection. And, but that can oftentimes be the most challenging thing for, uh, to kind of formulate for women that maybe don't have a 
clear enough understanding of who they are, obviously the first step would be to get that clarity around their identity. After that, they formulated their story. How do they slowly kind of seep that into the world? Like, okay, let me back it up. When you got to the place where you knew your story and you had to share it, how do you kind of get over the intrepidation of like, let me dip my toe in the water and then let's move to the polar plunge. Like what made you make that shift? That's a great question. And I, I think a lot of it was my vision of where I was going. I knew my goals and I believed yeah. that I just did the steps and followed along and did what the other people who were successful in business, in life, in their different areas, if I just did that, then I was going to experience the same thing. And I believe, and I, I still believe this to, to today, like that our personal development is going to reflect our income and our success. And so in my mind, I want to grow into the best version of myself anyway, regardless of career or income or rank or sales or whatever. Like I want to grow into the best version of myself. Now, if that's going to help in business anyway, then great. So a lot of times when I would feel stuck and not want to share my story, not want to self-promote, I would feel that hesitancy. I would just take a deep breath and recognize it and realize, oh, but this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is simply my, my comfort zone speaking. And if I want to grow to the next level and I have that clarity of who I want to be and where I'm going and trusting the process, then I'm going to, I'm going to take this step. So it's, 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 it's scary because at first it's way beyond the comfort zone, but for me, it was that, that trust and that vision of who I was becoming and, and what I wanted to achieve. This is good stuff because um, I love your <clears throat> connecting it to the comfort zone part, because there is there is that part I think that exists in all of us as women. And I, I think I just found myself visualizing that Victoria that's sitting on the couch, like, you know, with the tub of popcorn that you know, just not doing anything. It doesn't want to do anything. Just kind of being that voice in the ear that's like, don't step out and be bold and be brave. But I love your whole approach to it. And I think you simplified it for a lot of women. You just made it pretty much formulaic. You said, I look at the other people that have done it and I know I just have to follow suit and do what they do. How do women overcomplicate self-marketing in a sense? Like for them, what do you think is the biggest challenges that kind of keep them from doing it? That's, a, that's good too. I think a lot of it is the stories like I was, like I was saying, a lot of it isn't necessarily just the response alone. Like if I'm going to share my story, what are people going to think? We can logically observe, oh, some people aren't going to respond. Some people may respond negatively, but my goal is to get those positive things. It's what we allow their response to mean to us, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I know this is what I've overcome, and I'm still working to overcome this, right? It's not, it's not the no's. It's not the ghosted messages. It's not the no-shows. It's not the returned products. It's not the complaints. It's not those things in itself. It's what we allow those things to mean to us about ourselves, right? So for example, in the last few months, like I had a season where I just had like, it seemed like nobody was responding. And then I had people who had been doing really well just suddenly decide, oh, they're out. They stopped responding, they returned products. And like that alone has happened a lot. But in that moment, I allowed it to get into my head. I'm like, oh my gosh. The, the company puts me on stage to teach people in here. I can't even recruit anybody. Who do I think I am? Like, uh, you know, am I losing it? I'm no good at this. Here I'm the business coach mindset person to my team. And I have a team member who's 
earning money, but like not wanting to order products. Like I, I let it, I let it determine how I felt and thought about myself. And that I think is a rut that we as women get into a lot is that when we're thinking about marketing ourselves, we take it personally. We have this tendency to create a story about ourselves based on what other people are doing. And we allow that to hold us back. I know I have. Well, I think we could just pause and take a moment of silence <laughs> because you have hit it yeah, like right on the bullseye. I think you said it all when you said internalize. And I really hope at this moment, any woman listening, you know, the goals of having these conversations to really help women just kind of remove the shield and the armor and to be vulnerable and to be honest about, okay, this is the way I feel, but you're absolutely right. Um, the internalization point part, I think is something that happens to women without noticing it, because I think a lot of the way we we see our success is bent off of what we're doing. And then when we, when we, you know, experience failure, it's, you know, I'm not good enough or something's wrong with me. Um, how do you get yourself or, you know, because obviously you are that coach and that top seller, when you find yourself in a rut like that or any of your team members in a rut like that, how do you propel yourself out, which I know you're really good at, your tips would help many of us. How do you do that? I think one of the main ways I do that is to refocus back into my story. A lot of what we're talking about with branding is our story. An example, and I appreciate the shout out about my accomplishments. I remember one time I was chosen to speak at a specific company event and I've, you know, reached a six figure income, but literally every other speaker was seven, multiple seven figure income earner in our company. And I had major imposter syndrome, right? So like the comparison was there. I was like, who do I think I am? Who do they think I am? Like, I got to show up. And, and also like, what in the world do I have for this audience? What can I teach them that these other people who have been even massively more successful than I have not share with them? And I realized it was my story. The thing that I can offer that no one else can is my story. It's unique to me, just like your story is unique to you. Every single person watching, your story is unique to you, your journey, your experiences, the things that you've learned. And your journey is intended to touch and inspire people that my story can't, Victoria's Secret can't. Like, you, like you're going to touch people that I can't. And your audience, they're going to each going to touch people that, that we can't. Everyone is designed to have their own story. That is unique. And the more confident we can show up with that journey with the things we've learned along the way with our mistakes that we've made and how we've come through it the more confidently we can show up with those things the more impact we're going to have regardless of how we compare ourselves or what level it, we feel what level of success we feel we've had already or not at all if we're leading ourselves into that place we're going to make an impact there's nothing greater than i mean you're absolutely right it, authenticity is at the pretty much what you're saying is at the helm of every everyone's story because as when you come with a correct story or an authentic story it's a reflection of everything you've experienced and I think that's probably where a lot of women get trapped I've specifically noticed that as a coach because they spend a lot of their time you know looking at what others have achieved or looking at what others have built for themselves and they minimize 
anything that is associated with them. They don't see the greatness in it. Um, has there been a point in your life before all of this where you, you know, maybe it was coming up in age? Well, actually, let's just take it all the way back to little Carla. <laughs> I'm curious. Let's just just go all the way back and we'll work our way up. Um, because you have a very unique gift for just having kind of like this boldness and, you know, this drive to just really share. And it it really comes accompanied with your smile. I, I really feel like, and I know this broadcast is a little bit different, but, you know, we shared similar faith um, views, but I really do believe that God packages each and every one of us with every attribute and element that's used for the purpose that we've been put here for. So when I look at people and I can see their smile and the voice tone in there, by the way, Carla is really tall, y'all. She's amazingly beautiful. <laughs> She's also tall. So there's also this natural build in there to grab people's attention just by looking at her. So all these different components are for a purpose. Did you notice any of these gifts that you have now when you were young, like starting off as a little girl? Was anything evident to you then? Yeah, thanks for that. And you equally are tall. I remember we met in person first yeah, time. No, right? Always <laughs> in posture and presence about you. That's that's amazing. But I grew up, I was so shy. I was the shy person. I was always the tallest in my class. But I remember through junior high, my mom would say I was hunched over. She's like, Carla, stand up straight. Carla, stand up straight. And so perhaps like you're implying like my physical attributes, my smile, my height was making me stand out, but I didn't really want to. I didn't have confidence in that for a long time. I was bullied in middle school. Uh, it was really hard in, in fifth and sixth grade. And so I, I never really recognized those leadership traits until later on. I think in college, it started to come out. I, I was a leader in several organizations and I did notice I enjoyed speaking in front of people and in public speaking classes. It's something I actually enjoyed and most people didn't like it. So I realized, oh, that was something unique. But then it was really just the personal development I've, I've discovered and gone through during my, uh, my, my business that's really allowed me to re realize who I am authentically. It hasn't always been like this Carla my entire life by any means. No, I love that. <clears throat> excuse me, I love the de developmental piece. I think that we all just kind of on the journey of self-discovery and it, you know, we don't come with a manual. God knows that'd be a lot easier. <laughs> we birthed out the baby and then the manual came with it. <laughs> We'd all be happy. Um, so I think that's, is awesome. But when you start to spot unique gifts, and I think I want to say this so that everyone really understands this. I love what you did, Carla, when you notice things about yourself, like, hey, I love this public speaking thing, not shying away from it, but giving credence to it, and then expanding it, because you are a really phenomenal speaker. How did you, because, and also to highlight, speaking is a very great way to self-market yourself. Um, let's just segue there for a second. How did you get over any fear and trepidation centered around speaking? One of my first speaking experiences was in the FFA, Future Farmers of America. My dad was an advisor and they have a public speaking competition. And I entered the extemporaneous speaking contest. And this is where you had 20, you had a topic, you had 20 minutes to prepare, then you had to give a speech. And, and especially like I was in the agriculture classes, but I didn't live on a farm. So I wasn't super familiar with everything. And so I was very nervous about this, but I did it and I won, I won the competition. And wow. 
that, and I think I surprised my dad who was the advisor also, because he was like, I just didn't want you to lose. <laughs> I'm like, I won. But um, no, he's always believed in me and I've appreciated that. So, um, I mean, having experiences like that helps me to have that confidence move on, but I, I always get nervous. Like it's not, even as much as I love it, I always get nervous beforehand. And I think I come back to just like my preparation and that confidence and knowing that, you know, I'm going to speak what's on my heart and it's going to be okay. And if I flop, it's okay. <laughs> like I'm just, it's just a moment in time and I'm going to move on from there and not putting so much pressure on myself to make it perfect and ideal. Cause always, even if I fully prepared and I feel like I nail it in my head, I'm always going to be, Oh, I should have said that differently or done that better. Instead of shooing away the anxiety, I look for it. I sit into it. I think through it and just recognize it and, and, and move through it. And that's, that's always served me. Really great strategies and techniques. Excuse me. <clears throat> I mean, I can second that because it doesn't matter how many talks I give to, I still get flutters. <laughs> it's just like, you just learn to kind of go with it. Um, but I, I, I think what's so important about what you said was, you know, we won't, you don't know where you're, you'll exhale until you actually give it a try. And I think that's so important to kind of just follow that gold rope throughout your life, that gold thread of excellence. So that's really cool that you did just that because that becomes that self-marketing piece that you can add into your, you know, your toolbox and you can always pull on as a reference and you can actually build your career around that. Um, I think a lot of women are, you know, due to some of the topics we talked about pre-show, which is a lot of women underestimate their importance. Um, a lot of women don't own their accomplishments. What would be your advice to women that struggle with, you know, underestimating the sound of their voice or what they have to say? Like, how would you encourage them to step up more so that they can actually take more, you know, take more time to actually market themselves and be more open to doing that? Yeah, that's great. I think a lot of it goes back to like what we were saying, remember, it's your story. Remember that you have a unique opportunity to share who you are. And, and also like, don't be afraid to prepare because like extemporaneous speaking is great, but, but having preparation, like having in your mind points in your story that you want to connect with your ideal audience will help build that confidence and that willingness to, to step out. And a simple way to practice is simply going on Facebook, like doing a live video, starting with a post, share your story with the post, and then go on Facebook live because it's live opportunity. And because it's on Facebook, you can always delete it when you're done, if you really don't like it. And it's, it's that it's practicing that muscle of, knowing that the words you're speaking in the moment are going to be heard, um, which is different than, you know, a pre-recorded opportunity, which is equally has that, like I, we're doing this right now. And I feel like it's a public speaking similarity, but knowing that it's pre-recorded is a little bit different vibe, but it's all about building that muscle of getting out there. I love that you describe it as a muscle because you're absolutely right. You have to kind of like, as people say, just rip the bandage off and go, go with it. Um, and, you know, that's definitely a great avenue to do that, to take to social media and to showcase who you are. And, you know, I think so many women are missing opportunities because they sometimes pigeonhole self-marketing to be like one or two specific things. 
And I know being in the sphere of personal branding as I promote, you know, it's the words you use that self-market who you are, it's the way you show up, it's the clothing you wear. There's so many unique ways to give people an impression of who you are that a lot of women kind of downplay. What are your favorite um, ways to kind of market yourself that's so authentic to you that really showcases who you are, what your value offer, and how do you just self-promote yourself? Thank you. No, I, I love to show up as, like in selfies and smiles on online. Uh, as far as, as like branding and what I wear, jeans and heels is kind of my trademark. You ask any of my team members who's gone to an event with me, I'll wear some form of jeans with stilettos. That's usually my way. In fact, this weekend I'm traveling to Phoenix for an event and that's what I'll be wearing. We have branded shirts. We're all going to wear the same, but we get to style them. So so that accentuates my height, kind of going back to that earlier theme, like if just naturally walking in, I'm six feet without heels and I add heels on top of it. I just, I just own it. And I think, you know, whether it's your height or your, the way you look or just, just your decisions, just deciding to own it is really powerful. Um, kind of a fun story. It reminds me of, we used to live in Texas and in Dallas, um, my husband and I, so before we had kids and we, we made some friends who um, lived in a really nice area of Dallas. And we were all Cowboys fans, Dallas Cowboys football fans. And they invited us to meet them at this bar, uh, sports bar to watch a game with them. And we lived uh, in Arlington, which is close to where the, the, the new stadium is. It wasn't at the time, but we went to this bar to watch and we both had jerseys, like team jerseys on. So we um, go, we drive over there, we park the car. And as we're parking, I had this thought, oh my gosh, this is like a nice area of town. What if they don't wear jerseys to watch the game? What if they're all like dressed up nice and in their clothes? And it made me shrink for that moment. Just that idea, like our thoughts are so powerful. Just that idea of what if I'm different than anyone else? What if I miss this memo? What if we're way off? This is gonna be awkward. But in that moment, I just decided to own it. I just decided no matter what they're wearing, no matter what's happening, we're wearing our jerseys, it's awesome. So we get out of the car, we start walking down the sidewalk. They have an outdoor patio walking towards it. We both have our jerseys on, put my hands up in the air. Yeah, go Cowboys, we're excited. We get there, sure enough, we're the only ones in jerseys. But, <laughs> but at That's the surprising, end- surprising actually. It was, it was, what was really fun was that one of our friends who invited us told us, you guys, when I saw you walking up with your jersey, so excited, I was jealous. I thought, oh, I should have gone out. I got a jersey and worn it with you. And so from that, I learned the power. Like, what if I had gone with that thought? Just like we can in business. What if we have an opportunity to speak? We have an opportunity to have an interview, to meet a new person, to go to a networking event, do this new thing out of our comfort zone. We think, what if I stand out in a bad way? What if I'm different? What if I don't fit? What if it's not what they expect? And we sit in that thought and we let it take us out of the game. What if instead we just owned it? This is what I do. This is who I am. This is how I'm showing up. I don't care if it's different. I'm just owning this. Like not only does that incre increase your confidence in the moment, but it has the power to impact other people. I heard Dean Graciosi share recently on a event I attended last month. He says, the person with the most hope has the most influence. The person wow. with the most hope has the most influence. 
And I thought of it and I've actually made the word hopeful my word of the year, which seems off of my typical branding, which is all about action and go. And the word hopeful at the surface seems wow. passive, if you will, right? And like not alone. But the more I looked into it and the more that I read about it and I sat on this quote from Dean Graciosi thinking the power of hope, hope meaning mm. the vision of the certainty of what's to come the positive expectation of what to come, the owning where you are right now and the decisions that you've made, the business that you have, the career that you have, the position that you have and owning where you're going, where you plan to go, that impacts not only your own confidence, but your impact on other people as well. Well, that gave me chills <laughs> because there's not a lot of, I mean, that's really profound. I, you stating that essentially and kind of like even summing up everything you talked about just having that sense of authentic self-awareness, being clear on your identity, infusing that into your self-marketing strategy, the way you show up, the way in which you interact with people, and that that being a catalyst to trigger something in other people. I love the story of the, the jersey. I will forever remember that because that is such a powerful detail because a lot of people don't have the courage to step outside what's the norm. So what what oftentimes generate the greatest insecurity in the people that are meant to be the movers and shakers is the very thing that's needed to trigger growth in other people. Just kind of got to step out there. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Um, and then please, again, say that uh, quote again, because I love that. I think hope is so important for people to have, especially when you're a hope dealer, someone that kind of encourages that. What's that quote again? Yes, it's from Dean Graciosi. And he said, the person with the most hope has the most influence. I love it. That, that is something to marinate on like all day. <laughs> but that's so true. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, and I know we're going to kind of wrap it up here in just a second. But we've talked about so much when it comes to self-marketing. I kind of feel a little bit like, oh, I have to sit down and take a nap after this one. This is good stuff. Um, <laughs> I'd love to go go deep and it really does resonate with my heart obviously because um I think it's so I think women underestimate themselves um more than it's necessary actually it's not necessary at all obviously and sometimes coming from a place of insecurity self-doubt uh, my struggles in the past and being a recovering uh wink wink um perfectionist you know sometimes some habits are hard to break but Sometimes there's always this pressure that makes women feel like, okay, well, maybe the next time I can do this, or maybe if I prepare a little bit more, Carla, I'll be ready to take the mm -hmm. stage, whatever that stage looks like in my life. I want you to, in your most beautiful and most delicate and your most tactful self, please give all of the ladies, including myself, a nice swift kick in the butt by, and give your greatest advice on stepping out there and doing it now and not waiting. We're never ready. We're never feeling ready. It's always time to say yes. I mean, yeah. if we wait until we feel ready, it's never gonna come. If we mm, wait until we feel like we know what we're supposed to know and we've achieved what we're supposed to achieve in order to get out there, we're gonna miss it. More importantly, everyone else who we're intended to impact is going to miss it. When we hold our story back, other people who would be influenced by that and inspired by that are missing out. 
we're never going to feel ready. In fact, every step is intended to help us grow. And from my experience in my own business journey and friends like you and in coaching other people, if we're happiest when we're growing, yes. but growth is uncomfortable. And so we require discomfort in order to grow, in order to feel most fulfilled and happy. It seems like it's incohesive, but it's actually exactly right. Is when we are working with the people we're supposed to work with, it's going to stretch us to be even better. And that's when we're happiest and most, most fulfilled. I got, you're absolutely right. It's like climbing a mountain. Uh, there's a really great documentary on Netflix. I think it's called 14 Mountains. It's a gentleman that basically like uh, anyway, he climbed 14 of the biggest mountains in the like six month period, which is unheard of. I love, like I watched that documentary over and over again, because basically, you know, you can do what people consider impossible. Um, but as you, you know, just watching them summit, I mean, I don't even know how they climbed, but like some of the biggest peaks in the world, but there's that feeling when you get to summit. I mean, you can see everything from a greater perspective. And that's what I'm hearing you say is that like, look, if you put it, just get yourself together, it's not supposed to be comfortable. And I totally agree with you. Um, I, there's a, well, who's the guy that has the quote? Oh, Joko says, discipline is, oh Lord, I'm gonna botch the man's quote up. I can see it in my head, <laughs> not to Google it. I'll come back and just drop it as a note. But, you know, it, basically discipline is everything. And to get to where you need to get to, you have to be willing to do that. And you can't really rely on feelings. So thank you so much for underscoring that, underscoring that because I think, Sometimes with women, if we don't really feel like it's, I don't know what's up with us in feeling sometimes. And I am a woman. <laughs> we are, you know, always, I think sometimes like I walk the line and I'll, I'll shift it over in just a second, but I walk the line between feelings and rationality. So I can really tell the inner emotional Victoria to shut it down sometimes. Cause like, chick, we don't have time to sit here and talk and complain. If you're going to cry, cry it out. Let's get moving. Um, but feelings can be a bit of an issue with self-marketing and we want to be sensitive to that because a lot of women feel, you know, actually let's address that as we kind of wrap up. There are women out there because we're in kind of COVID times, women have gained, I like to deal with real issues that have gained weight, feel insecure about the way they look. Um, there's women that are, you know, either left a job, they are overwhelmed dealing with their kids and have to do all these multiple steps now that they never had to do. And they're like, self-marketing, like, if I show up, I just feel like a train wreck. And your last bit of advice for the woman that really feels like she's down the hole and she's just not going to get out the hole, what can she start doing to kind of make her presence known? As I feel like our power is in our vulnerability. And so, you know, I'm in the wellness business. I've helped lots of people lose weight, but when I've gained a couple pounds and I want to lose it, I share that. And it's hard because I feel like, oh, I should be perfect because that's what I do. But no, it makes me relatable. So like you just said, so many women are going through this. So many women are going through the weight gain, the loss of purpose, the overwhelm, the anxiety. And if we're willing to share that when we experience it, it's going to impact more people. I found that a lot of times the value comes as we're working through it and have a lesson from it. Otherwise it looks like complaining. So being mindful of that, of course, but going through, uh, again, that idea of hope, if you have a hope and an expectation and a purpose that you're going to show up as you are, and this is where you're going, 
and it could be an actual career goal or it could be just a place of of mental well-being and you have that vision of where you want to go and you're willing to share the journey and your vulnerability that's where people are going to come along and join you and and encourage you and not everyone is going to join you right a lot of your audience is just going to be raving fans and we need we need that more than ever like our community our community impacts how we feel about ourselves, about our business, about our families. It impacts so much. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be everything, but it, it has a huge influence. So our community is more than the people we're around in our networking meetings or in our churches or et cetera. It's people we follow who we may not even know in person. So be mindful of who you're following, who you're listening to, what videos you're watching, because all of that can take away our power. But if we are open to owning our vulnerabilities and owning the vision of where we want to go that's that's where we're going to really touch people and and it's it's freeing as well because it it takes away any need to create up a different version of ourselves than we actually are i think that's a fantastic way to kind of close out this broadcast thank you so much for that i don't even know if you knew you were doing it kind of like a great great <laughs> ending summary um, that is fantastic. You're absolutely right. And I love the wisdom that you shared today. Thank you so much for sharing your brilliance. Um, I know I'm listening to this broadcast a few times myself. I love hearing from fellow brilliant women. Um, and as we kind of wrap this up and you said so much, we want to know more about you, uh, what you have to offer and then like, where can people find you? So please definitely chime in, let us know. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Victoria. This was so much fun. And thanks for inviting me to this. I am on all social media platforms. Probably Facebook is where I'm most active. So you can find me there. And um, I have a flow page, which is similar to a link tree. So any current offers I have on my wellness, fitness, uh, skincare, collagen, all the, the products that we sell and partner with Isogenics are on there as well as any group cleanses we have going on um, or as well as all my social media links. So that link is flow.page slash Carla Italiano. This flow, F-L-O-W dot page slash Carla with a K last name Italiano. And um, would love to just connect with other people who, um, you know, are also like-minded and positive and want to cheer each other on because like I shared, community is everything and who we follow on Facebook and social media, which you are one of them. So uplifting and positive, always and influential. Um, thank you for sharing all that you do, Victoria. But I'd love to also invite anyone else who'd like to connect in that realm to do so. Well, y'all heard it from her directly now. Don't overwhelm her, but I know, she, you know she's excited, <laughs> but please, definitely. And that's another thing. I'll just say this real quick. Um, when you get these kind of invitations from amazing women such as Carla, I know sometimes as women, there's kind of this urge to kind of shrink back, but please, I mean, Carla loves what she does. She loves to impact women. Please be open and just go out there and connect with her. You will be, your life will be blessed because of it. So. Thank you so much, Carla, again, for your time. You've been awesome for the amazing wisdom you dropped. My eyes are just like, oh, Lord, I'm just still absorbing all that. And um, we wish you all the best in all your endeavors. And we're excited for where your future and where your 2020 is going or 2020. Oh, the devil's a liar. 2022 20, is going. We're not going back two years. Um, 
And uh, thank you again. So uh, to our listeners, thank you guys for always staying on you know, track with me for her clarity, her success, and we will see you the next episode.